here's the situation. You're approached by a magical ex-guitar player. He's a, some sort of uh, combination former uh, band member and wizard. And he says, here's the bad news. You're only going to get to go to 15 more concerts the rest of your life. The good news is you're going to get to pick five different bands and you get to go to any one of their concerts from history at any time, uh, playing any album that you want to hear. I'm going to have uh, you pick which five bands and which 15 concerts you go to. All right. Well, it's probably Jimmy Page who's doing it because I know he was magic and, or, and a rock and roll and a rock and roll superhero. So, Yeah, yeah let's say it was Jimmy Page. <laughs> All right. This is, uh, I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. Um, once again, we hope you're hearing us okay as uh, as this goes on and on, um, this thing. Um, and today's theme, Rush, is Stones Rolling to You. That's right. And in case anybody listens you know, to these out of sequence like a couple years later, <laughs> when TJ says this thing that's going on and on, <laughs> he means the coronavirus <laughs> quarantine, not this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Necessarily. Or maybe he means this podcast, but I mean they uh, both he, they he, both he, haunt the nation. That's true. Um and this is the first one, Rush. This was yours. This is the first one that's kind of uh not so much a pun as in like it's just it's back it's a two bands backwards. Two bands backwards. Rolling there stones rolling to you, which is a sentence. Yep. So I I I not that interesting of a sentence. Not one you would use very often, <laughs> but it seemed like uh I don't know, uh, something that I would be interested in trying. And so, uh, yeah, that's it. That's this week's theme. Stones rolling to you, uh, the letter U, the number two. Uh, so take it away. All right. So here's the, what, I, what I did is I tried to take three of these words together a couple of times. Okay. And the one I took was roll, uh, stones rolling to, which I kind of read as Rolling Stones 2, you know, but it was like the the second version of the Rolling Stones or a knockoff okay. Rolling Stones band. I was like, I was thinking like, well, that would be very hard because they're kind of, you know, fairly inimitable. You know, how, how are you going to be like another Mick Jagger or another another Keith Richards or, or what have you? That that would be that would be a tough assignment. And then for whatever reason, the next inimitable person that I thought of was Jonathan Winters. But then I was like, wait a minute, like Robin Williams was kind of Jonathan Winters, too. Okay. Well, so, he, play, he played uh, his father. That's in, right. Uh, that's uh, right. And Mindy. And that kind of rat-a-tat style and that sort of, you know, what some people call improvisational, but I found more manic than improvisational, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, every improviser in the world had to deal with that, like... Uh, Huh. When when uh, Robin Williams like went on, was it inside the actor studio? and did that thing with the scarf, and then everybody's like, "Oh, that's improv." All right. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of got a lot of people telling me how great that was. So, uh, R.I.P. Robin Williams. You know, yes, yeah, so uh, sure, certainly. I, I was a fan. he did a lot of great work, but um, I would not consider him an improviser uh, would, so much as as a yeah manic. I think would have been a tough guy to be on a long car ride with. But that said. Um, Oh uh, my God! Can you imagine being in like a touring company with that guy? That, that would have been oh. not fun. Um, no thanks. So that led me to this rush. So here's the situation: I'm going to name some stuff or people, and I want you to tell me who or what the two is. So you know, if I said like Jonathan Winters two, maybe you'd say, "Oh, Robin Williams is Jonathan Winters two. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so kind of almost like two point oh. Like, I think uh, so. The, 
a later version of, of them that's similar. Uh, yeah, and I think in a certain way, like, you're going to have to say, well, what do I consider these things to be so that I can tell you what the newest version of this is? So I like it. I love this. This is going to be great. There are going to be some some swings and major misses, but maybe I'll hit on one good one, and then I'll... That, I'll remember it the rest of my life. I, I like, I, like the ones like I, I don't know if I gave you a lot of softballs here, so there might be some. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I helped you out or not. But we'll start. We'll start with one that I think might be in the ballpark. Um, Harrison Ford. Who is Harrison Ford two? Okay, I love that right off the bat. It's not uh, Oscar Isaac's. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who kind of plays the Han Solo esque character? I, I like Oscar Isaac's, but he's. And, and I kind of liked that he wasn't, you know, they didn't make him like Harrison Ford too. Yeah. Um, you know, early on, yeah, maybe Ed Norton. Maybe okay. it's Ed Norton for me. Um, I, I think that Harrison Ford is a guy who, even though I think he's probably kind of funny, but not very, he, he is like, you can't have many like careers that, that, that touch on less comedy than Harrison Ford. I mean, he, he gets like a few quips in and, you know, in each of his like thrillers, but he's just, you know, he's just kind of doing like, but he can do dramas and he can do action. Uh, and, you know, he, he hit the scene very early. He had like a breakthrough performance like Ed Norton did on Primal Fear. And then he had a few like star turns early with like kind of Oscar type, type buzz for Harrison Ford earlier in his career, like maybe Norton did. And then, they kind of settled in and then uh, they're both like a little bit of eclectic guys. Although Norton has maybe a rep as kind of a bad guy, difficult, whereas Ford's has been, been more up and down. Uh, it is difficult career. though, when you just land your plane everywhere. Yeah, that that is, that's kind of a difficult, that's a difficult aspect of his personality. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't I mean, Harrison Ford seems to me like a little, he just seems like a bit of an odd guy. Yeah. Uh, as is as is Ed Norton. Um, I kind of think of Harrison Ford almost as like John Wayne too, where you know, like it's you can always see them in their portrayals. They it's not oh, it's not like yeah. they disappear. It's pretty much like oh, you're hiring John Wayne, you're hiring Harrison Ford. You're not. It's not like you're hiring Gary old uh, Gary Oldman. He's not going to vanish inside right. this character. It's, like it's funny that you say that because I before I said Ed Norton, I was going to say Matt Damon, and then I was like the the two things that made me think not Damon uh, are number one Damon. Even though his characters aren't that far afield, he mm. does get a little. He does make a little more effort to try some varied characters, and then I do think Matt Damon has a little bit more of a comedic streak. Yeah, easily and, funny, and, easily funny. It seems more he's more easily funny than Harrison Ford is. I think right, but like, but also, you know, like if you take like a Ben Affleck and no disservice or whatever, I mean, Ben Affleck is directed an Oscar-winning movie and everything, but they, he doesn't strike me with the same gravitas. Uh, that Ford somehow yep. you know, kind of delivers. And so to me, Norton has a little bit more of that thing where you're like, if if Harrison Ford made a movie that like, you know, was a strong drama where he got an Oscar nomination, I wouldn't be like shocked. But yeah, it would have to be something that's like kind of down Main Street for him. Uh, and I feel like this is kind of the same way about Ed Norton, but uh, I don't know. Do you have a, do you have a better one than that? I don't think so. Who was I thinking? Oh, you know what? Like I, I thought in a lot of portrayals, maybe like Ryan Gosling. And I don't think it was just like the Blade Runner thing, but I think Rosling, Gosling can do kind of like a quiet sort of mid range delivery that still works. That seems to also work for Harrison Ford style. Although yep. my, my feeling is that Gosling, if only for like 
uh, you know, the ability to do song and dance and stuff has a little more, has more range, but he can also yeah. be just a quiet guy who drives a car a lot and, you know, and, and comes yep. off as, you know, reasonably tough guy without being a big dude, you know, like, uh, I think he has that, that quality, but how about this one, That's Rush? Fair. How about the... I, I, yeah, I'm a big Gosling fan. I do. Uh, I, I like think, him too. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to go with Norton for now, but maybe I'll think of a better one. All right. How about the mystery, the mystery machine gang or the Scooby-Doo gang or whatever you want to, uh, but oh, them gosh. as a unit. The 2.0. <laughs> I, you know, my favorite, one of my like five favorite things on, in my life is that they keep running into the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that crossover <laughs> was all about, but I loved it. As I mean, kid, if, oh my God. if you just go by that aspect, does anyone still, just other than the Washington Generals, run into the Globetrotters with, with frequency? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I wish I did, you know. I mean, that seemed to this damn COVID, I'm going to be at a few, a few Trotter games. That kind of thing seemed to happen in the 60s more, where like, Gilligan's Gilligan and those guys can't get off the island, but a band might shipwreck also on that same island, or yeah. you know, like you might end up with like the monkeys on F Troop just kind of wandering into a you know like a, a wilderness fort. Uh, it seemed yeah. to be a a thing that had just happened more often in the '60s. I am not very well connected to the cartoon, you know, zeitgeist or whatever. So I'm going to say one that, that people will be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But I'm going to say the Guardians of the Galaxy. Great. And and the reason I like that one is they're a bunch of goofballs. Yeah, co-ed. Each, each one of which is kind of an absurd character that doesn't seem like it would hold together, maybe necessarily. Uh, the women are always way more impressive than the men. And smart. Uh, or yeah, the wi- women are smarter, and like the men, the men can kind of be likable, but they're like they're they're they make a lot of very stupid decisions. Um, and uh, they, they have a lot of crossover, like the Guardians, obviously, with all of the other Marvel folks. And I think both are both are funny. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, that totally so that's works. How about now? This is more of an activity rush. Um, and, and I don't want this seemed to happen a lot in the past. Taking your gal with a parasol for a rowboat ride. Oh, gosh. Um, What's the two of that? Yeah, I mean, we're kind of those sort of things are uh, not in vogue. Like the, uh, I always feel bad when I pass the cart with the horse you know, uh-huh. in Chicago, and you're like, "Who's taking the, the yeah. romantic horse ride?" Our rich, our the, there's less ritual to our courtship nowadays. So I, I don't know what what you know might be what uh, probably like going like you know apple picking, right? Escape Something room like that. <laughs> escape rooms <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like month it's, two of your dating you know where you want to do something yeah. just the two of you where you're you're kind of by yourself and and <laughs> away from others <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna say i mean i like that but i i'm gonna say i'm gonna say apple picking because it has the bucolic yeah. aspect to it that uh that getting in the rowboat does but um yeah yeah i don't do uh I haven't done too many dates on the uh, getting out on mm-hmm. the lake. Here's here's a name that'll mean something to you and I, being big baseball fans, but might not mean you know as much to other folks. Who was the two, or is the two of Mark the Bird Fidrich? Oh, wow! Ah, you know, <laughs> part part of the greatness of Mark the Bird Fidrich is like he's a one that that there can't really be you know necessarily uh-huh. a two <laughs> Um. That guy, uh, Trevor Bauer, is nuts. Uh-huh. Um, Cut his hand up on not, his uh, on his drone, 
right? Yeah, Two, yeah. He got his hand up. And then, and what I like about him, I mean, he's not as likable as Fidrich, right? Fidrich yep. is like a fun character, a little bit like Chris the Birdman, you know, uh, to stick right. on the bird theme, right? <laughs> and uh, in basketball, and maybe I would say Birdman uh, in basketball is, is 2.0, or like there's a lot of fun characters in the NBA, like yeah. Javel McGee uh, and a bunch of just, you know, kind of good natured, goofy guys. Um, but uh, the one thing I like about Bauer is he, he's the only guy who's willing to call out the obvious cheating that's going on with the Astros <laughs> yeah. before all of the uh, the other stuff came out because the Astros pitchers are 100% on PEDs. Like, there's no, I mean, whatever. I guess there's a doubt, <laughs> right? But, like, I mean, how, how could they not be? Like, everybody that goes there, uh, even people that are, like, that their, their career is declining significantly elsewhere. They come and all of a sudden they have, their, their K per nine is up 40%. Their you know, speed on their, uh, whatever they call it, the uh, stuff factor on their on their fastball. My like theory is it, something on the hands or something on, on the, I guess it couldn't be on the baseball because it'd be for the, the other ones, but they're like spin rates, the rotation rates. Yeah, that's went, what I was trying to say. Yeah, once you went to Houston, it was like Verlander was struggling, went right. to the Astros and all of a sudden was like Verlander from 15 years ago. I mean, they have four guys, they have like castoffs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Verlander's not castoff, right? But but Verlander picked way up. But they had like Garrett Cole is doing nothing, right? And now, now all of a sudden Garrett Cole is like the greatest pitcher in history. Uh, is it Charlie he's, Morton? He's a, yeah. I mean, what's the guy's name uh, from the Braves that, that went over? Like, uh, and the guy from the, I mean, they, they had three guys come over and become like Cy Young quality pitchers. Right. All of a sudden, and, and Trevor Bauer's the only guy in the league who's like, uh, I think it's a little weird that their spin rates are up 35%. You know, I don't, I don't really trust it. So, um, so anyway, but, but he's he's kind of a goof. Um, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of the goofballs in, uh, in, in current day baseball have had uh, one or more like problematic incidents right. as well. Because like Yasiel Puig is like kind of a, uh, uh, goes by his own, you know, goes to his own beat of his own drummer or whatever they say. And, but he just has too many, like, he has too many really nasty or negative incidents that I could be like, oh, he's fun, like, like the Birdman was. Yeah. Bryce Harper doesn't have the, the charm. Bird. How about, um, well, Bryce Harper's a, a, a dick. Yeah. How about this, Rush? This is a beverage that was around a long time ago. It seemed like some people, if you were around where this was made, really dug it, but other people just assumed it was disgusting. I think I did, never having had one. What's the egg cream, too? Oh, gross. <laughs> Have you had one? Uh, yeah, an egg cream? Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, you know I hate the Cadbury cream egg. Uh-huh. Right? You're aware of that? Like, yep. it is... If that had gotten picked in the candy draft, I would go through the roof. Yeah. Luckily, I, I wasn't there. That's a Dougie yeah. Poots. That's a Dougie Poots poll, maybe. That's a, that's a Poots <laughs> pick all day. Uh, yeah, the egg cream beverage, though, I, I mean, I, I really I really don't know. I, I try to steer clear of those type of uh, like oddball beverages. How about that, that stuff with the tapioca, huge tapioca balls at the bottom? Yeah. Oh, great call. Uh, <laughs> Bubble tea or something like that? Yeah, is that okay. Tea. Yeah. I've had, I've had a few bubble teas. They're, they're not so bad. But okay. It is gross and weird when you like, because they give you that thick straw and then you just, they're like a few of those things. You just, <laughs> you got the wind <laughs> by it and you're like, is that okay? 
Because <laughs> I chewed one for six minutes right. before I could get it down. So why am I why am I sure it's okay in the esophagus? Just reverse spitballing that thing, like when you had a spitball yeah. loaded up and you inhaled with the straw in your <laughs> straw in your mouth. Uh, here's yeah. the last one because this doesn't seem to be a, a thing so much anymore. Getting your first car seems like a lot of people just forego that. Might you know take lifts or or whatever. Or, you know, I've heard millennials yeah. just intend on never necessarily owning a car. So what is getting your first car too? Great question, because I just was having a conversation about how multiple of my friends now have kids that are, you know, 15 mm. and they, they don't like when, when, when I was growing up when the day you turned 15, you got that learner's permit yep. so that the day you turned 16, you could get your license. I mean, it was the biggest thing possible. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest life moment you could have. Seems like you'd, uh, you'd go by the used car lot, eye up something, you know, like pretty cheap of like, hey, that's that, you know, that could be my first car, just a beater first, first car to get out on the road with and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't seem to be a but thing. These kids, these kids just aren't, aren't nearly as uh, interested in it, which I, I mm-hmm. think is uh, intriguing. And then I think a, a great question is, you know, what's the over under on years before over half the cars on the road are, are, All are right. uh, automated, but um, I'll, I'll give you two that came to mind. Um, one, one is, um, getting, uh, take, taking your first, uh, trip to a foreign country. Uh-huh. Cause I think, um, I think that, uh, obviously like, um, with respect to millennials and, and younger, the, uh, you know, the, the, the emphasis has been more, at least to my understanding, on kind of uh, life events, you know, uh-huh. and that's yep. where your disposable income. And obviously there's problems with, you know, with with them not having as much disposable income as they should. But it's a more global um, society than it was in the 50s and stuff as well. And yep. Right. And it just seems like it's more of a rite of passage. I, I, I just I have so many friends who have not that much money and who are traveling all the time to all these places that, you know, I never get to go. And I'm like, man, how do you kind of afford it? And then they're like, well, I don't have a car and I have, you know, this and that. I just prioritize it. Right. So, um, there's that. And then the other one, it, neither of these are great, but the other one I was going to say is when you get partnered, like on Twitch or something, <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like so many of, uh, so many like 14, 15, 16 year olds, now play video games, watch people play video games, stream, and you know that's like a big deal. Like once if you can get yourself partnered there, <laughs> then uh, you know, or get your blue check on Twitter, which I know Twitter is not a big thing for like the 14 and 15, 16 year olds, but whatever. And probably Twitch isn't either. I'm probably behind the times on that. <laughs> although I think Twitch is still might be some deal. TikTok thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah, some when you get your TikTok Marco away, Polo or deal or something, some some brand new. Brand new That's social right. outlet. I don't, I don't even know about it. <laughs> right. It must be cool because we don't know about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it can't be cool uh, if I know about right. it. Right. Same. All right. Uh, okay. So I like that one a lot. Um, I'm going to stick with um, uh, the number two. Great. Here. So here's the situation. All right. Uh, you're, you're hired uh, by a uh, production company. That's uh, putting together a, uh, a series, like a kind of a documentary series um, uh, called Two. That's the name of the show. Okay. And the way that the show works is 
they pick things that are the second best ah. in their in their respective field, either people or companies, brands, uh, whatever it might be, but things that are kind of famously second best and not and not the best. And they um, they do like some they do uh, documentary style filming, and then they have a host, and the host does a live interview that's part of the overall piece. So they do like a little thirty minute lead in. Then they do like a 20 minute interview and that's your, that's your hour long show with your commercials. Right. But they, uh, they, they need, they need some help okay. uh, with the IP here. It's been kind of sitting around for a while. So they have a few, they have a few questions and they, they assign you to this project. I'll okay. try. I'll try. So, uh, first of all, they say, uh, we could use a new title. It's just called two now, but we could use a new title. I'm going to give you a few questions. You take them in whatever order. You I'll want. tell you right now what the title should be. Okay. Second to one. Boom. There we go. There's See, a title. That's how you got, that's how you got, that's how you got <laughs> hired, right? Is they were like, we need somebody to help with two. And you're like, oh, you mean second to one? And they're like, boom. <laughs> that's the guy. He gets it. He understands the concept. Um, so here's some more questions again. All right. And hop right in or wait and uh, answer whatever question you want. Um, I, I want to know. Host is who's the perfect host yeah. uh, to come in here. We got a pretty decent budget, so we can try to go run down some some person who who would fit this perfectly. Um, we want a theme song uh, from some band that we think fits into the theme as well. The slogan uh, for second to one has been celebrating the second best, and we think we got to change that. We got to mm-hmm. have some pithy uh, uh, slogan, and then we got to figure out what guests do we really want to get for season two which we care of course way more about than season one <laughs> right because season two really is, is it, kind of uh it gets number one. it gets into an interesting mathematical challenge because by the time you get to season two you might be talking about the third you know like the third best oh, person no. it's it's getting into a weird you know um so the, you, the, you can only talk about seconds so the slogan the slogan i'll hit that right now um if if you, I want it, I want it to be like a photo finish background, and you write, "This is the place." Oh, okay, all right, cool. All right. So you got horses back there, so people get it. Yeah, win place show, right? And yep. this is the place, you know, like, yep. but it gives you that, like, this is also the place to be, kind of, kind of feel. Um, I'm trying to think of someone who is clearly. That there was something like that, almost like Johnny Carson. I think just about everyone will say. He was the best. Or for our generation, Letterman. They would be like, he was the best. And so anyone else who was on was the best they could the best they could ever do was to be the second best at whatever at whatever it was. So I'm trying to think of something in the hosting field where like uh, you know, some might say, some might say, which almost disqualifies it, because uh we need a the best that like, oh, right now, Billy the last forty years, Billy Crystal was the best host of the Oscars. So who was, you know, the second best host of of the Oscars? Right. So I'm unfortunately no no clear number two there. Yeah. Yeah. Um see like I, I wish I liked Leno, but I but I don't, so I can't Oh, um how about he's odd, fun, um, Dan Aykroyd. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> That's a good choice. He was always going to be behind Murray. Almost never was the best in no. the movie he was in, but uh, often number two. Is he st- standing next to Belushi? People would lean towards Belushi. Standing next to, you know, Bill Eddie Murray, Murphy. or, you know, they went with Bill Murray. Um, so, yeah, Dan Aykroyd's going to host up for us. Uh, what else was, what else uh, we want our guest? Yeah, some, some of the great guests we're going to get for season two. So, you know, they were like, some of the ideas they had was like, we might do an episode on like, you know, Avis, the car company, you know, it was number, they even, even gotcha. had a, a, a campaign where number two for a while behind Hertz. They may have a, um, uh, you know, Mario Lemieux yep. um, could come on as like pretty clearly the second best uh, I, hockey player of the last 50 years. Yeah, that's where my head went first. I think you can probably do a small series of like big men in the NBA. So get like Shaq, Hakeem um uh tim duncan you know like because any anyone who played that five spot for any amount of time and i think duncan was the four or the five they're always going to say like wilt 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 you know like and if not then they'll say bill russell but it doesn't seem like anyone's going to say hakeem was the greatest center of all time but peep i think they could make they're not going to say he's number two though right i mean you gotta you gotta find the guy who is number two like it's like you want george brett because Mike Schmidt is the best third baseman, and then Brett's number two, right? But, but yeah, but then they're going to say, but some people will say like, yeah, but not defensively. Brooks Robinson was the best third baseman, you know, like that's right. I mean, you want people though that are as close as you can get to like, like Tom Glavin would be great because he was he was clearly number two in the Braves rotation forever, right? You had Maddox and you had Glavin, and Glavin was like. There was no doubt that he wasn't number one, but there was also no doubt that he wasn't number three in that rotation. Okay, I, you you can do a segment on red vines. Okay, that that'll right. be fine because because anyone who thinks they're better than Twizzlers is a joke, you know. Like, right. but they're they're clear. That's a great one. They're clearly the number two. Oh, they're definitely number uh, two of your red licorice. licorice candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <your laughs> that's red, red licorice candy. <laughs> yeah, that's clearly your number your number two. Um, like Burger Burger King. Maybe, uh, although, although, like, I don't know anyone who prefers Red Vines to Twizzlers. I do know some people who I think would prefer Burger King to McDonald's. But from a business sense, they're always going to be number two. It's you know, it's the Pepsi Cola and you know, and, right. and that kind of that kind of oh, stuff. Pepsi, what am I doing? Pepsi's got to be. Uh, there's got to be a that'll a, a play big, play big in your home state for for yeah. sure. You know, um, um. Oh, you know what would be fun to research? Because the number one dog switches almost by decade. I wonder if there's been a consistently number two dog. Oh, yeah. Got jumped by, like, Yellow Labs. Got jumped by, you know, German Shepherds in the 70s. It got jumped by Poodles or whatever. Because there's always a number one. But I bet you something like the Golden Retriever has never been lower. It's always number two. Yeah, you know, it's just been right in there. Great family dog, super personality, but never, never number one. Um, That's great. And I think think this year they've been rooting hard in dog shows now for a Golden to win. Because everyone's had one. And I don't think it's ever won. It might have. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been either second or third this past year at one of the either the uh, yeah. Westminster or the Philadelphia Kennel Club. To- total sidebar, but uh, there's probably like of the many YouTube rabbit holes I'll get into. One of the most enjoyable is uh, every now and then I'll just watch like 20 minutes of uh, really poor performances by dogs and dog <laughs> shows, like like uh, like a dog that's in the super obedient dog contest. <laughs> <and just laughs> 
loses it completely. There's nothing I enjoy more than, you know, uh, it's like, that's just, it's just fantastic watching some golden retriever that has no discipline whatsoever. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Border collies do their thing. It'll not like in the, uh, in the, uh, agility, it'll knock down the pole and then chew on the pole and carry it around. (laughs) Like, yeah. And then just walk over to its owner and be like, look what I found, man. This stuff's great. (laughs) And so one, it's like the dog is like, you know, it's like it's like kind of shuffling its feet at the, at the starting line, like a like a great racer, you know. And then like the, the the gun goes, and it just it just walks outside the course. It's like there we go. Uh, I can make a straight line to the finish here. This uh, uh, to to one more on this total sidebar. There's this like there's this. It's like an obedience competition where they put like bowls of meat and toys and stuff like um you know every like five feet ten <laughs> yeah, on each <laughs> yeah, and that dog just went nuts ate everything ate everything yeah. bit everything oh, like that's, the best. It that's was, all i want to watch he it's, thought he was in heaven he thought exactly. he had do- gone exactly. and crossed the rainbow bridge and went to doggy doggy paradise oh, he shot the moon right, right. he was like hey look if it, 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 way better if you're gonna if you're gonna eat if, if you're gonna get distracted by one of the distractions Take them all, shoot the moon, and then you win. And that's what happened. <laughs> uh. um, I don't know, a segment on a uh, a uh, chicken Philly cheesesteak? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. You know, like replacement, replacement meat sandwiches, you know? Like... Yeah, chicken, chicken <laughs> cheesesteak is a, is a great call. Like, it's fine. It's, it's not bad at all, but like nobody, yeah, nobody's like, that's better. Yeah. Um, who makes the second best scotch tape? Because there's scotch tape from the good people at Scotch, and then it's just everybody you else. Do, yeah. Like you could have a whole episode of like the second best, you know, Xerox, the second best, Q-tip, right? Band Aid, all those things. Yep. Is there a name for those things? Is there a name for um, ear swabs? Oh yes, there are, but I forget what it is. I, I okay. don't think it's like eponymous, but it's it's something like that where yeah, you've taken you've taken over Kleenex, you've taken over the right. facial tissue, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then what was it? Season season three is that? Uh, um, hmm. Tigers, because you got the lion is like the king of all beasts, you know, moniker. But like second best, I guess you got to, uh I like. The, I prefer the tiger. Yeah. Yeah, you like the under. You like the undercat, though. You know, you always root for the undercat. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so Salieri, right? The uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I get, he, you, he could be the host. You could dress somebody <laughs> up as a. You get what was that? Dan Aykroyd uh, to dress up as Murray, Salieri. Abraham <laughs> and uh, come in and host it as Salieri. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I think I got I think I hit most of those. I think I solved uh, enough of their problems. Yeah, yeah, you did great. You did great. I mean, first of all, just just on the name alone, you uh, you made a, <laughs> you made them a lot of money. Well done. All right, Rush. This might be a quickie, but uh, and maybe a uh, maybe a change of pace. This is just off of to you. It's a very simple situation. More of a question. You know, we do this. Um, Rush. Here's the situation. What is one of the nicest things that you can remember that anyone has said to you? Or done for you, and if it was unexpected, even even better. But what pops to head if you think of like, gosh damn, that was one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me or done for me. Ooh, uh, I like the small kindness, mm-hmm. you know, like the unexpected surprise. I remember my friend Clark Lortzen sent me a uh, a Greg Maddox jersey uh, when I was in, I guess I was in law school, and uh, he was about like coming to. Uh, 
I tried to win his 300th game, and I was a huge Maddox uh, fan. Yeah. And that was just like out of the blue, right? Hadn't talked to Clark in like five months, and he, I guess, found it somewhere and sent it to me. So just things like that uh, I really enjoy. Yeah. But the nicest thing somebody's ever uh, said to me, I mean, I don't know. Most Mostly people are like, I don't like that guy. Um, <laughs> Do they say it nicely? Yeah, yeah. Very, very <laughs> politely. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if mostly people are. I don't like that guy. You have the most. I know it's, it's just you have uh, the I, most. I bring out like real honesty. You have the most life, the combo. It's, it's, warped it's the combo. sense of self. It's ridiculous. I think uh, I, I. You don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm very like uh, I, I, I deflect uh, compliments. Don't really love mm-hmm. uh, you know kind of receiving them. So it wouldn't be like. I mean, I don't dislike it, but I, I wouldn't. That it wouldn't be something like that. It would probably be. Um, I I wonder. I, I mean, I wonder what that is. Uh, I I feel that same that same way. Um, uh, after, if 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 I had a really good show and I would dread walking through the lobby, I'd actually try and look to get out a different a different door. Um, okay. Because if people say like. That was a that was a great show. I don't know what to say other than thank you. Thank you somehow seems insufficient um, right. uh, appreciation. But if someone said like, "Man, that middle part got really messed up. Did you guys make that?" I feel like immediately I can engage with that and be like, "Yeah, we totally screwed it up. Did we, you know, or like I thought this was happening, you know." And all of a sudden, that seems like a convert somehow like either a problem or even if it was an insult, feels more like a conversation starter to me than a compliment feels like a conversation ender at that point. I don't know where to go or oh, I, you know or I, the yeah, and the appreciation seems insufficient or something. Yeah, I, I certainly agree. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, the compliment you know it can be good. It can be helpful to hear like good things and receive uh positive reinforcement for sure but it it, it is like it's it is kind of a path to nowhere because what are you going to do i mean like yeah <laughs> no i thought we were great there um so i guess we'll try to do that again and uh thanks um but yeah what yeah i don't, I don't know i mean but at the same time like you know it, it, the thank you is sincere right? oh yeah it's very nice of somebody awful to, nice yeah a come see your show yep and b uh it's very it's very gratifying to know that they enjoy it but like you get that from the the laughter hopefully during the show which is such a uh, uh that sort of positive reinforcement you know keep, keeps me doing it i remember like i was very appreciative of um there was a time like uh somebody i was very like close to i won't say it was but somebody I was very close to was getting was, was receiving a really hard time from some people and this, uh, this girl who I didn't know that well um, kind of stepped in and uh, she was very popular. And so just her like kind of, I mean, it was like, it was like in those, it was like in a movie, uh-huh. right? Where like the popular kids like, Hey, lay off, you know, and everybody does. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I remember that. And even though that wasn't necessarily for me, that was one of the things I most ever appreciated. Somebody yeah. kind of did for, for me or, or a very close uh, friend or family member. So um, was one of those girls Rush? Was one of those girls you? No, Rush. No, no. Okay, all right. Well, I, I was, it was pretty tangential. In the, I think I think we know. I think story. I think we know what just happened there. I think we know what just happened there. Yeah. No, no, probably don't. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Very good. <laughs>
<laughs> there's no there's no more succinct way for you to say moving on than very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bartlett's what's next. <laughs> okay, uh, TJ, now I got a short one for you. All right. Um, here's the situation. You're on uh, the show You Can't Do That on Television. Okay. You might remember if you ever said water, you got water dumped on your head and if you ever said i don't know you got green slime dumped on your head okay except it applies to your whole life Mm. and uh, these people that are going to dump the stuff on you or otherwise they never bother you you can't see them or notice that they're around and no way do they hurt you or cause any problems they just do those two things okay what two words or phrases would you like to have them giving you that negative reinforcement to cut them out of your uh vocabulary (laughs) or your uh your kind of vocal pattern. I want to get slimed when I say like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of anxious about, or I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about, you know, go ahead and slime me. Go ahead okay. and slime me. Good. I, I think that would make me say like, I'm mildly enthused. You know, I, I think I would start to, to, to uh, and the other one, this was a vocal or a slight, um, a slight language change that I wanted to, to make. I realized when people asked me like, Hey, what are you up to? Or what's going on tomorrow? I would always say, I have to. Uh, I have to go down to the theater. I have to go grocery shop. I have to, or whatever. Like I was being compelled or, you know, like um, punished by having to, you know, punished by having to do these things as opposed to um, if it was fun, I was, I tried to start saying, I get to or I'm going to, or something like that, but th- that I'm running my life and I'm not the prisoner of someone else's like errand factory, you know, like, so I would like, I, I'll take the water for, uh, if I say like, I have to do this, I have to take the dog for a walk or, you know, I get to, I get to take the dog for a walk, you know? Those so, are great. Yeah. Great choices. So that's going to improve uh, the way you speak and maybe would start to improve the way you think. I think so. So great choices. Thank you, brother. They say, if you know, like you start to new patterns or whatever, carve new paths in your brain. And the more you repeat them, the, the stronger those paths are, are done. So you fake it till you make it kind of thing, you know? Oh, there's no doubt about that. It's like so much of life is habit formation, right? Yeah. All right, Rush. This was off of stones to you. Those three words, Excellent. which made me think of uh, engagement rings, uh, someone giving stones to you. And uh, I know that you've said before that you like to comment on stuff you may not be qualified for. So, oh, I certainly do. <laughs> Here's the situation. You are contract. Uh, yeah. OK. Contracted. I wrote contacted, but I like contracted better. It makes it sound like more official. You're really you're, you're bound now. You're contracted by the Marriage Modernization Society to rid that institution of outdated traditions. So what, um, you know, what stuff would you, what stuff would you ditch? And I can give you some starting traditions like the engagement ring, bachelor, bachelorette parties, the, um, cake feeding eat to each other, the first slice of cake, um, uh, wedding parties like groomsmen and, and, you know, large amounts of groomsmen or maids of honor or the chicken dance or so however big, you know, however intrinsic to the ceremony or, um, traditional to the celebrations, what would you ditch as just remnants of a, of a thing that we don't need anymore? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the highly controversial. I would at least consider ditching the wedding and just <laughs> having the reception. Uh, at least consider it. I, I'm probably going to end up keeping the wedding in there, 
Uh, and, and goodness knows they're not that they're not that long, right? They're pretty easy to get through. But I don't like the sometimes extensive time period between the wedding and the beginning of the reception. Uh-huh. Now a yeah. lot of a lot of people have really improved upon this. Uh, in recent years, I've had far and far less of this. But so what, one tradition that used to exist that I would get rid of is the wedding party doing like a bunch of photos yeah. in between All the right. wedding and the reception because it creates, uh, you know, a, a, an odd dynamic where, um, you know, sometimes you, you would even go back to the hotel right. post wedding and yeah. you're waiting a couple hours before the reception. I, I never liked that. So uh, I would, I wouldn't have that. Uh, I would get rid of dessert as part of the, the, the wedding cake, all that. I, I don't like it because, um, it is a it is a flow killer in a lot of weddings where uh, the band is is going great, everybody's having a lot of fun. You're getting you know into the later part, more and more people are having some drinks, and then you're like, oh wait a second, everybody gather into this smaller area to watch like them, you know, and then we're all just gonna hammer this cake, right? right? And uh, I don't know, I, I'm never like I I, I can't. I, I couldn't tell you a single piece of wedding cake I've had, TJ, that I'm like, that was a superior piece of wedding cake. Buddy, I don't remember ever having it. This speaks to a larger issue for, I think, both of us. Like, we might just be okay with getting rid of cake. Mm. Wedding or not, you know, like, it's not adding it's not adding a lot to my uh, to my life experience. You know, we, we can get rid of cake. Yeah. I mean, you guys did this, and, and so many others, have, I think you did. Apologies if I get it wrong. But, but I, I recall at your wedding, that kind of during the dessert section, at least it worked this way for me, there was like a station where I could go yep. and I could get uh, some different like delectable sweets yeah. and kind of fit that into my conversation and dancing, you know, preferences. And that's great. Like there the more was things that are kind of a la carte buffet style that we could be doing at these weddings, the better. We had, um, we had, uh, uh, our dessert was catered by Sweet Mandy Bees, this excellent bakery here in Chicago. Yes. And we had, cookies and like raspberry um like raspberry crumb squares and so whatever you wanted and you could have it also the uh the cookies came if you wanted it with a side of buttercream frosting and my my uncle's buddy eddie kennedy who i call my uncle because he just coincidentally had the same last name as that side of the family eddie kennedy but he wasn't related but he's we call him uncle eddie um eddie's developed a bit of a sweet tooth was halfway through his second cup of frosting before he realized what the hell it was. All he oh, knew man. was that it was sweet and thick. And I think he said, like, T, what was this, like, vanilla mousse or something? I was like, no, <laughs> Eddie, you're just pounding, you're pounding frosting right now. He did, like, a 6,000-calorie <laughs> <laughs> wedding. And it was the size of, like, a, you know, like those old Dixie cups of, of ice cream. It was oh, about that big, God. and he was into his second one before he, like, <laughs> and I, he didn't stop once I told him what it was. It wasn't like he quit. He's like, well, either way, I'm liking it. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess I'll just, this will be my last one. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I do love, um, there are a lot of things that I love about wedding. I mean, I, I like I like how many traditions there are at weddings, and there are a lot that, like, I, I would hate to change. Like, I, I'm always, you know, I'm always playing games at these weddings. One of them is, you know, taking bets on how long the wedding will last. And, and in order to do that, I always say it's from the seating of the grandparents through, um, the, the the bride and groom like exiting you know out out the back oh yeah so can't get rid of seating the grandparents which I love 
I love the aspect of the wedding where the groom's got to like stand up there, you know, and just, uh, you know, kind of hold himself there for like sometimes like, you know, 13, 14 minutes while everything's getting ready to go. I love that. Um, wouldn't change, uh, certainly wouldn't get rid of the bachelorette, bachelor parties. Okay. And, you know, I mean, it's different for different people. Like when you get older, I think there's less of a need to have the big bachelor party because yeah, we're getting older, but, uh, you know, there's still a lot of 24 year olds getting married and by God, they should get, have a fun bachelor party or bachelorette party. Um, trying to think of other traditions. I, you know, I just feel like a lot of people, the wedding is, has, has improved mm-hmm. over the last 15, 20 years. Um, I, I feel like the, the full bar is almost always available now. Shorter uh, ceremonies, okay. less formal ceremonies, I think, in general, too, or yeah. fun locations, not as much churches. I've been to ones that were in like city, um, city buildings and, uh, or outside at near in gardens or, um, uh, as you know, Beth and I were, were married in a refurbished, an old refurbished barn from uh, the turn yeah, of the, great. you know, two centuries and ago. I, and I don't mind a destination wedding, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a little smaller crowd. I don't mind that at all. And I, I like the, I really like, uh, especially where it is you're traveling, you know, I really like when, when they, when they have a, an extra bar, even if it's a cash bar after the wedding uh-huh. so that the, you know, especially if you start a little bit late and then the band, you know, a lot of times at the end of the wedding, if it ends at you know 10 PM or something, you're like, ah, I mean, I'd still like to have a couple more drinks. There's some people I haven't seen. In- right. The groups, here. the groups like with um, the groups with specific associations can get together at that too. You know, like well, there were you know, like there might have been the college friends, but there were the ones that all lived in that house together, or you know right. that you know, or for us, you know, there might be a bunch of improvisers, but all these people were on the same team, or these people did the same show together, or this was you know, all these people did you know something important to them. Yeah, it gives that kind of like yeah. sub subcategory of of. Um, friendship circle to get together at a place. Yeah. And I like the photo. I like the photos, you know, with the specific groups as well. Right. I like that a lot of people have, have done what I've said you should do for years, which is, uh, band during the band break, uh, D- uh, DJ to play some of the songs, maybe that weren't ideal for that band, but that are fun wedding songs that yep. you wanted to have. Then band comes back to finish. I love the, the bookend. Uh, or the the band sandwich around the uh, <laughs> DJ. So uh, most of them talking about stuff that I like, but I gave you a couple Great. Of things that, that I would change. Thank you, buddy. All right. Uh, okay. So TJ. Yes. Uh, here's the situation. Mm-hmm. Your friend Rush is going to make you play a game that he invented that we've talked about on this podcast before. That's called the joke telling game. Oh no. Okay. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. I know. So, um, and the joke that I'm going to ask is, is, uh, Hey, can you tell the one about the three stones? I love that one about the, uh, about the three stones. I don't remember it too well, but you're great at telling it. And, uh, just again, for the rules of this game, I invented this game. I'm sure a million people have invented basically the same game elsewhere. And I remember Chris Wataski is the person I played with the most. Um, uh, we would play at the old town ale house after his, uh, Second City shows, and then Brett Lyons, I played with a lot as well. But uh, the whole thing is, you just you get you get it. You you have to make up a joke on the spot, um, b- 
based on the, the just the category that I gave you, and uh, you know that's the whole that's the whole thing to it. So TJ, with that, I'll ask you to uh, tell me the uh, one of my favorites, the joke about the uh, the three stones. So um, this this is for a real a real geology crew, you know this this I, I pull out a geological uh, society meetings and stuff like that. Okay. So the 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 three the three stones were all you know sitting by the side of the uh, sitting by the side of the pond, and uh, stones. St- a lot of people think that stones all know what the types of rock are, but they yeah. you don't really necessarily like they know the type of rock they are, of course. But like I, as a human, wouldn't be able to say like, oh, that human over there is a Swede, you know? Like it's not automatic. I I know mine. And so they're sitting around playing, you know, like, what kind of rock is that? And, uh, and Stone, Stone One is like, oh, I know. I, he says to like Stone Two, he's like, I know what Stone Three is going to say. I know what, what he's going to, what he's going to say. He like, he, he always, he always gets it wrong and he overlooks all these types of rock. And Stone Two is like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, what? Hey, Stone Three, what, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of rock is that? And he goes, and he goes, uh, and before Stone Three answers, Stone One says to Stone Two, "He's going to take that rock for granted." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, right. Very well done. Ah, uh, damn. I love that one. That's one of my favorite. I love that. That's one of my favorite stone-based jokes. So <laughs> thank you very it's much. It's family friendly. You can you you can tell that you can tell that to anyone. <laughs> yeah. No dirty yeah, words. I love it. Oh boy, that's that's. Uh, he always he always takes his other rocks for granted. Man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rush. Here's here's my last one. And this took um kind of reversed it as we sometimes do. So it uh, it took stones rolling and two you as the rolling stones and you two who in my mind as far as caliber of rock and roll band are probably on par with each other, I would say. I I'm okay. I'm I'm a, you know, decent fan of both of them. Neither of them is my favorite band, and you know I'd say like, oh, they're yeah, they're both right up on that same echelon with with each other for me, and so that put me in mind of this rush. Um, here's your situation. I'm going to name a thing or event or or some object or whatever, and I'd like you to name something that you kind of consider equivalent, basically okay. equal in whatever value you assign to that thing. You would say this other thing is equal in value. So if if it is an object, you don't necessarily have to name another object, but like maybe something that causes you the equal amount of pleasure or or whatever. Cool. Yes. Tom Cruise. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like Tom Cruise more more than more than I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you hate Tom Cruise. I, I I really like Tom Cruise. And let me just quickly explain. Number one, I like Tom Cruise. Uh, his movies a lot. I like Chocolate a lot. Not my absolute favorite thing, but also I I like it more than I let on. Okay. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Um, how about a hot fudge Sunday? Speaking of chocolate. <laughs> Ooh. Uh... It's gonna be impossible not to do an actor. Um, <laughs> coming off of that, uh, so a hot fudge Sunday. Hmm. I'm gonna say a uh, I'm gonna say a Mercedes. Ooh, okay, nice. 
So in both, they're like, I, 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 there's nothing I can say bad about a Mercedes or a hot fudge Sunday. They're both considered kind of near the top of their class in their, in their field, but neither is necessarily going to be what I would choose if I had free uh. reign to, uh, to, to get a, uh, either, and, and both, you know, both is a luxury, like getting a dessert or mm-hmm. getting like a, you know, a luxury car, both is like, Oh, okay. Well, you don't need it, you know, but. How about a, a 20 minute nap? Oh, interesting. 20 minute nap. I'm going to say uh, a first date. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. Because. It could be just what you're like looking for, but usually it's kind of unfulfilling and not 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 quite what you were hoping <laughs> uh, you would get out of it. How about Pearl Jam? You put it right in music if you want. Pearl Jam. Um, I will say. The color green. Okay. Because um, for both of those, like if you said, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite band? I would never say Pearl Jam or green. But then if I think about it more, um, it, it's, it, I start to form like a decent argument that they are my absolute favorite. So there, there are things that I really like that I even underrate to myself most of the time. Okay. Um, how about Grape Jam? <laughs> grape Jam. Uh, I'm going to say the, uh, Indian Wells tennis tournament. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, I, I like, I like them. I like them, but there's, there's other better options. And so, you know, if you said like, you want some grape jam? Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, if there's like, if I can go to Wimbledon instead, you know, <laughs> Give me that strawberry jam. Twice your answer has has come parallel to my next to my next one, which is the oh, NCAA nice. tournament. Oh, the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Oh my god. That that is without parallel. So I can't do a sports thing. So I'm gonna say the NCAA tournament. Would the nearest sports oh, thing be the Masters or would it be Wimbledon? Would the nearest one be uh Yeah, I mean you probably just named my I mean look my if I had to do like my five favorite sporting events, NCAA tournament's number one for sure. Uh, then it's then there's a battle between the Masters, the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. the Wimbledon. Um, I, what else would even be in there? Uh, the U.S. Open uh, golf. Um, uh, you know, I, I think like I love team sports. I mean, it's gonna sound like I don't. Uh, the Champions League maybe okay. up there, but. Um, the Super Bowl by itself is not as big a thing to me as those things are. Right. But I, I love I love NFL football and I love college football. But you know, there's not like kind of one event like college basketball, NCAA tournament. There's just nothing quite like it. And and, and obviously, if I can gamble on it, uh, even better. That, that's that's a help <laughs> as well. But if I'm having to think of like another life thing, I mean, it was so high up there. Uh, the NCAA tournament. I guess I would say. I, I might say like post bar Europe trip. <laughs> oh, nice. 
Nice. That was the trip of your lifetime. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, to this point, you know, I, I just I'm thinking of something. How do you match? How do you match that? You get three weeks. I mean, the Thursday and Friday that open, like you take you take something that's nobody cares that much about, which mm-hmm. is a you know Xavier versus uh, Yale basketball game. Yeah. Right. And you make it part of the tournament, and you know, not the whole world, but like quite a lot of America loses their mind over. over it. We that, have yeah. like basically a national holiday where people are, you know, going to, uh, you know, some shitty sports bar at eleven in the morning. Yeah, to watch Old Dominion upset Notre Dame or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's it's the greatest. It's great, and I mean. 150 strangers who don't even care about Canisius or whoever, you know, right. uh, hoping that they can, uh, <laughs> uh, g- you know, give a give a one seat a run for their money. I love it. Here's a here's a couple a couple more for you. Perfect French fries. Man, that's like the NCAA tournament. <laughs> food. Uh, God, a perfect French fry. Um. I'm going to say maybe uh, The Legend of Zelda. Oh, okay. Very you nice. Know, it's like a lot of, there's a lot of attempts to do similar things and nobody can do it quite as well. All right. And here's, this is, I, I, I tend to have the last one be the, if there is a meta one, then it usually comes last. Your experience of listening to a randomly selected episode of this podcast. Um, I'd say like looking at yearbook photos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, There's some stuff in there that yeah. embarrasses you, but overall, it's you know, one that you find kind of tickle, ticklish, and pleasant, and <laughs> probably pleasant. You know, overall, you know, good for nostalgia. All right, great. So I think we're back to where we began, TJ. I think so. All right. So, and who did we decide? I'm sorry, was it Page is the... Uh, yeah, I think Jimmy Page, yeah. Jimmy Page. So, uh, so here's the situation. Uh, you're walking along the road, uh, minding your own business, when you see Jimmy Page. Okay. Which is odd, since Jimmy Page is dead. No, he's alive. Oh, he is? I yeah, thought he's he was alive. dead. He's alive. Well, it's, it's odder <laughs> yet. <laughs> I mean, it's odd enough that he's walking down the side of the road and that I run into him. I hope he doesn't die in the few weeks between when we record this and when it comes out. He can't be killed. Ca- he can't be killed. Robert Plant alive? Robert Plant's alive. He can't be killed. He'll ascend whole into heaven. John Bonham. Who, who, John Bonham. Why aren't they, John why aren't they making music? Uh, I, I, I think they just broke up as far as I know. They still, they, they went not too long ago. They were, they won the like pres- medal of freedom or the Kennedy awards honors and Hart came and did a rendition of stairway to heaven. And, they were oh, it made man. made him cry made plant cry a little bit. It was yeah yeah it was pretty cool. And Bonham's kid so played you drums. Got the, uh, you got the ghost of Jimmy Page He's <laughs> coming along and he says and he says uh, hey look here's the bad news and I apologize for this but you can only go to 15 concerts uh, the rest of your life. Jesus that's uh, too I don't I don't need that many Jimmy. I, I know that's the bad news is you have to go <laughs> you have to go to 15. Um, but you're gonna get to pick five bands. And you're going to go to five concerts of one of them, four of the second one, three of the third, two of the fourth, and one of the fifth. I think that should add up to 15. Okay. And you don't have to give me every single concert and album that you're going to go to, but I do want you to list for me uh, what 
what band you're going to see five times, four times, three times, two times, and one time. And if you want, give me a little more detail on some of the specific concerts you go to. Because the good news is you there you can go. Basically, it's like uh, you can hop in a time machine, see them at any time for okay. any album, anything you want to see. All right, I'm going to see once. I'm going to see one time uh, Van the Man Morrison uh, show. I, he was he was and continues to be maybe he definitely was my absolute favorite musical artist for a, a long period of time but he is not interactive i've never seen him i i, I in, in my life i have gone to very few concerts in all actuality as much as i'm a fan of music not necessarily a fan of it in, in stadiums with tons of people so um so i would see van the man once and I, he did a concert not too long ago where he played the entire album astro weeks so I would go see I would go see that sh- that show, but he's not okay. like fun. He's not interactive with the audience. He can be really prickly and stuff. So I don't know if I'd want to see him ag- again. Got it. Um, I would see twice the Smiths. Oh, okay. Um, Beth really likes Beth really likes the Smiths. I've never been uh, like well now Morrissey tours by himself. The Smiths are no more, but Morrissey also is notorious for canceling tons of oh, concerts yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I think it would be cool to see uh, cool to see with Beth, and I think they would have a, a, a semi you know a, a varied playlist. So I would see them when they were still still the Smiths as opposed to just Morrissey solo. I love that. And you can also be like, Beth, I got you a gift. Not one, but two trips. Yes. <laughs> to get to see the Smiths. I mean, that's a home run gift. Um, but you have, to te- you have to tell her you're seeing this other band three times. No, no. <laughs> I would see Public Enemy three times. Wow. Yeah, I would see PE three times. Um, they, I listened to a lot of their music in college. Fear of a Black Planet. It would take a nation of millions. Um and uh and i think they would be fun and their albums were pretty solid that they could sustain um seeing three different shows and getting you know getting um focused on on three different three different albums um i think i've seen public enemy three times because they um they they opened i guess that's them twice they they really? opened for you two um and i can't remember whether it was um don't, I think it was Zoo TV, if I, I'm, I'm not mistaken, but I saw that uh, in a couple locations. Gotcha. Uh, with them, it was great. That's very cool. That's very very cool. I, I on this list, it, who's not on this list, who would have been, was Prince. But um, PBS has been rerunning a like a Prince concert from, I don't know, ten years, ten or twelve years ago, and his. At least on this night, the music he picked was like not all that fun to listen to. As dynamic a performer as he was, because I think his Super Bowl halftime show might be one of the most impressive live performances I've ever seen. And I didn't see it live. I saw him do it live. I saw it at home. But in high heels, in the rain, dancing like he does and playing guitar with with just in a downpour is one of the more amazing things I've I've seen. Four times I'm going to go see In Excess. Really? Yeah. That's, that's, I believe that's in excess of the <laughs> amount of times you need to listen to them when you're... That was uh, my favorite concert I ever went to. I would probably see Calling All Nations, the Calling All Nations tour, three times. 
and then sure. go see something after like kick or uh was it called they had an album called like hello from wherever you are i think it was beautiful girl and stuff like that so um i would go see them and then i'd go see the mighty led zep five times um nice. i would go see them probably every you know like every two years through you know whatever I can, I'll, you know, from 68 to 75 or something like that. I think that time works. And then one, maybe in like, if I could choose it, and I don't know if they were out on the road at this time, but like one kind of like as, gr you know, grander old men in like 95 or something like that. Plant was probably making music with the Honey Drippers or something at that time, but I would go, I would go see them kind of then when they had their whole catalog to pull on. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Hey, well, that's a great list. I'd love to hear from uh, some listeners what yeah. they think uh, their one, two, three, four, five would be. Uh, Jimmy Page is like, you didn't have to say, you know, Led Zeppelin. It wasn't just because you were here, Jimmy. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, maybe maybe that got you the five slot and not the four slot, but you know. But I appreciate you doing this anyway. <laughs> All right. That was here's the situation. Thanks to Nate. Thanks to Julie. Thanks to Emily. Thanks to you guys for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at Here's the Situation Podcast at Gmail. We hope you are healthy and well, and we hope to talk to you again next week. Anything else, Rush? That's it. Thank you. <laughs>